Scott Mance from Axis Hollywood. He is an amazing guy because he knows everything about movies, uh, is with us to talk a little bit about the Oscars and his take on the entire night. Scott, it's such Let's a pleasure to have you. Are you on ready? I'm ready. So give it to me. What's going on? The, the word is boredom. Really? James Franco fell like a, he was, it was 127 hours of sheer boredom. I oh, I love that. He don't. He I, I I agree with you though. They were the worst hosts. I mean, Anna Hathaway had a couple good moments, but they were the worst hosts ever. I mean, they, you know, like the opening you know, just wasn't funny. Here, here's the thing. You know, he, I thought she was actually really good. She was radiant. She changed outfits six times. But the thing is that she tried so hard to sort of get something out of James Franco, and it wasn't working. He wasn't responding. He was very stiff. They didn't have any chemistry, and, and that was just icing on the cake of a, of a show that because all of the predicted winners actually won, there were no upsets, there were no surprises. The only genuine thrill of the night was when Melissa Leo, when she won Best Supporting Actress for The Fighter, she goes up to the stage and she drops the F-bomb during her acceptance I love speech. that. It is so funny. And if you guys weren't with us the last hour, actually, I have this clip uh, of her dropping the F-bomb. It's really funny. Listen yeah, to this. Yeah, I am kind of speechless. Golly sakes, there's people up there, too. <laughs> when I watched Kate two years ago, it looked so... <laughs> so effing funny is what she says, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But you know what? It's the, she did make Oscar history as the first person to ever drop the F-bomb during the Academy Awards. No so, way. Leave it otherwise, in the books. you know, I was sort of hoping that maybe Annette Benning, you know, she was nominated for Best Actress for The Kids Are All Right. Maybe she'll win over Natalie Portman. Maybe there'll be an upset there. But it just didn't happen. The King's Speech won four Oscars, Best Picture, Best Director, Original Screenplay, and Best Actor for Colin Firth. There were no, there were no other surprises of the night. And, and unfortunately, because there weren't, that fell to the hosts to put on a good show, and it just didn't happen. And all I can say is bring back Billy Crystal. Yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, talk about a real host, right? And, and yeah. uh, you, you know, I have to say, I have to say, I actually was surprised that the King's Speech won. Uh, were, were, you, were there surprises for you, or did you really know? I mean, you've mentioned that there really were no surprises of, you know, of, of that night, but did you predict that the King's Speech would win Best Picture? Well, you know what? It was very interesting, and I've been covering Oscars now one way or another for about 20 years. But uh, I have never seen an award show that, uh, you know, an award season go from being one movie and then to another movie just overnight. Because up until the middle of January, the social network was winning every conceivable yep. critics award, and it was at every award show was winning Best Picture. And then, just like the, with the flick of a light switch, everything changed. The, the, the King's Speech won the Producers Guild, the Directors Guild, and the Screen Actors Guild for Best Ensemble. And then that's when the tide really changed, because a lot of these Guild members are members of the Academy. And when you throw into the mix the fact that the King's Speech caters to an older audience, and Academy voters are generally, you know, I hate to say it, but they're pretty old, you know, it was it was just really pointing in the direction that the King's Speech was going to win all the top awards. Right. It was so interesting. I really, I thought personally the social network would take it and uh, over the King's Speech, but I was surprised. So, the, so these guys, did they get tired of the social network? Is that the deal? No, no, no. I, I think that ultimately, you know, 
when you really think about it, it makes sense. I mean, The Social Network is an edgier film. Uh, it's about these these young characters. It's about the Internet, you know, which is a phenomenon in the 20, 21st century, you know, Facebook. And I'm guessing that a lot of older Academy voters are not really into the whole Facebook thing. They're not and on it Facebook, just didn't, yeah. You know, whereas The King's Speech was a movie that was about the, 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 the early days of World War II, and it was a, a triumph of, uh, over adversity with this king who had a stammering problem. And, you know, it was a very conventionally told movie. It was very straightforward, you know, that got by on, on great writing and great acting. And that just sort of caters right into the sort of thing that the Academy loves. Yeah, that's a really great observation because you wouldn't think that the, the people who are older in the Academy are, are stoked to go out and see The Social Network all about modern-day technology. You would think exactly. that they're more interested in something that's based on history and based on something that they can better relate to. Well, I can tell you the MTV exactly. Movie Awards this spring, I can tell you what's going to win there. Yeah, The Social Network. The Social Network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like at the MTV Movie Awards, The Social right. Network could probably kick butt. But yeah. you know, uh, and, and and look, I still think that the Social Network is is, is, is should have won. Uh, if I was a member of the Academy, that's what I would have voted oh, for. Oh, good. Okay, Vance, so I'm so it, excited you say that right now. When when I saw the social, when I saw the King's Speech, rather back at the Toronto Film Festival in in September, I thought it was a good movie, and I thought that you know the the performances were great. But never in a million years would I have predicted that it would go on to win Best Picture. However, a month later, when I saw The Social Network, I went, I, I love that movie so much, it made my head spin. And I really said, my gosh, this is the movie to beat. And then it's like all these critics groups named it Best Picture of the Year, and then it won Best Picture at the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice Awards. And then, just like that... Uh, the Producers Guild, uh, King's Speech, Directors Guild, King's Speech, Screen Actors Guild for Best Ensemble, mm -hmm. King's Speech. And I went, wow, I don't think I've ever seen it happen just like that. Right. Where a movie just flipped. It was really something. I fell asleep during the King's Speech. I maybe uh, watched I mean, it at the wrong hour. I just didn't get into it. I don't, I, I mean, I'm sorry to uh, the listeners that, you know, love this film, uh, but I just never got into it. I couldn't, I just couldn't, and I, I was so happy when he finally gave a speech at the end. But, you know, see, that's when <laughs> you realize that, you know, which movies are targeted for a certain type of person, a certain age group. There was not a single explosion right. in the entire movie. <laughs> you know, I, that, and that's the thing. I mean, the thing about the social network, if you think about it, the social network is Citizen Kane. And I, and I mean exactly. that structurally. Yeah. It is Citizen Kane, because just like, you know, if I could just sort of like go off on, on this movie a little bit, you know, The Social Network, just like in uh, Citizen Kane, Charles Foster Kane presided over newspapers. Mark Zuckerberg presides over the Internet. Both of those mediums provide information. And in, this, in, the, in the, uh, Citizen Kane, uh, he screwed over his best friend, played by Joseph Cotton. Mm -hmm. In Social Network... Mark Zuckerberg presided over his best friend, Eduardo Saverin, played by Andrew Garfield. Right. And then in Citizen Kane, Rosebud was a sled, and in Social Network, Rosebud was Rooney Mara, the girl who broke up with Zuckerberg at the beginning of the movie. Wow. I mean, the parallels are, are, are actually very striking. 
And I thought it was just so brilliant in the way that uh, uh, the social network really was the citizen candidate of the 21st yeah, Sorkin, century. Sorkin well, did a good job. And, and if you're just joining us, 1031 Cali FM, uh, on, on the phone we have uh, Access Hollywood's amazing film critic, Scott Mance. And he's uh, speaking of brilliance, by the way. Absolutely yeah. brilliant, which you can hear right now. Uh, Thank you. Just your analyzations are unbelievable. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, but, uh, Emma, you had a question, I know, for Scott. Well, I was just going to say, and brilliant is the exact word that the social network has been described as. It's just really clever, really brilliant. The parallels are crazy to, you know, some other stories. And I just think that, um, you know, it'll, it'll do really well, the MTV Movie Awards. I, th exactly. well, I, I think that Steven Spielberg summed it up best right when he was about to announce Best Picture. And he said that, that the, the movie that does not win the Academy Award for Best Picture will join the ranks of, like, you know, Raging Bull. And I feel like, you know, years from now, when perspective sets in and people look back on the Academy Awards, they're going to say, how could the social network not have won yep. over... The King's Speech. You know, like right. we're talking maybe 20 years from now. It's a timeless have, movie. You know, uh, uh, voters who who saw the social network and loved it would have voted for it if they were members of the Academy. Mm -hmm. how, could, how do we not vote for the social network? I don't know. I thought it should have won. Well, you, you know what? I, I agree. And uh, overall, it was, uh, for me, a slow Oscar night. It was one of my least favorite Oscar uh, you know, the 80, what was the 83rd Oscars, my, my least favorite um, award show that I've seen uh, so far this year. And it was, I was bummed. Well, I, I, I was agree bummed. with you there. I absolutely do agree with you there. I was bummed. All right, well, hey, uh, Scott, I know you're a busy guy, and you're probably doing a million things today. So uh, thank you for, for calling in and just giving us a little bit of your opinion and uh, kind of wrapping up the night for us. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me on the show, and we'll see you next time. Thank yep. you. Talk soon. All right, Scott. All right. I'm taking you out to Go lunch on. soon, okay? Yep. All right, it's on me, I promise. All right, <laughs> later, buddy. Bye. All right, that's Scott Mance, Access Hollywood's film critic. He's, he's fantastic. He knows all about movies. He's been passionate about movies uh, for literally his entire life since he was a little kid. And so he knows everything, like yeah. you could hear on the yeah, phone. Yeah, I mean, he's been in this industry for so, more than 20 years, and so, it's just really interesting to hear his perspective. Yeah, so he's great. Uh, you can catch him on Access Hollywood.